I'm comedian Timmy Boyle, and this is the greatest live Instagram comedy experience that nobody knew about. March of 2020, I just arrived home from tour when COVID-19 shut down the world. So despite being severely technically challenged, I started a daily live Instagram show right here from my living room. Because how hard could it be? And how long could a pandemic last? Apparently longer than five months. So now, a hundred episodes later, I've called comedians as diverse in experience as they are in style from all around the world to discuss comedy, life, and, well, whatever. I had no goals, which was a great idea. I avoided tech checks, which was a bad idea. And I eventually wore no pants. The jury's still out on that one. And my OJ, over 150 days, transformed from refreshing drink to rancid mystery liquid right before our eyes. It was a random, free-flowing, hilariously messy ride into the minds and backstage lives of entertainers where anything could happen, and did, including a trip to a goat farm. Overcoming a lack of direction, resources, and tech ineptness, as well as multiple zombie cyber attacks, a project not expected to last even a week soon developed into a must-watch show like no other. But don't take my word for it. See for yourself, right here on another episode of Calling Comedians Into Quarantine. Is that it? Did we get it all? Awesome. Cheers, everybody. Oh, so not refreshing. Hello, everybody. Um, welcome to episode 52 of Calling Comedians in Quarantine. Crystal's punny cartoonist Aaron is in the house. Who else we are? Maggi or Magi. Magi are, are multiple Magis, I believe, according to the Bible. Uh, the Magis... Well, they were the ones that apparently visited Jesus, but he wasn't a baby. It was like three years later. That whole story is completely misrepresented in the nativity scenes. Anyways, doesn't matter. We're not here to talk about that. Maggie, welcome. Robert Beckham's in the house. Ah, E. David 04. Welcome, my friend. My mom is here. As is tradition on our show, would everybody please take one moment here if you haven't already, although I see many of you have, to give a shout out to my mother who is here, the one and only time she gets to see me at all, other than on Mother's Day. Um, this is it. This is why she tunes in, just to make sure that everything is going good. Uh, Doug is in here, the wizard from London. LeBrandon is in. He's going to be joining us here on the show uh, live and in person in a couple minutes here. Hang on there, LeBrandon. Um, Roy is here. Joy is here. So many of our regulars are in the house. So much love being passed around throughout the room to everybody here. The regulars even know each other. Sammy Sosa 44, welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, please, if you haven't said hello to my mom, make sure you do that right now. It is tradition on this show to send out a shout out to my mom who is in quarantine with my dad. My dad is probably in another room doing a puzzle. My mom, though, feels that she should sit down and watch my show to support her son that can do no wrong. 
Um, I could literally sit here and eat a ham sandwich and my mom would send out messages saying, look how awesome my son is. Look, he's eating a ham sandwich. But isn't that what good moms do? I believe so. So thank you, those for telling me. And Timothy Bannister is in the room, too. We are going to start this show off. Thank you so much um, for tuning in tonight on this day uh, in the middle of quarantine. Well, we, it's probably not the middle. We know there's still another 400 days to go. So we're, I don't, I'm not good at math. We're probably just before the halfway point right now. I know that we are on episode 52, but I think I was in quarantine a couple days before I started the show. And I just started the show because I wasn't getting on stage. And I'm like, I know, let's fill in a few days until the virus leaves. Next thing you know, it's like seven weeks later. We've been calling comedians from all around uh, the world, including uh, comedians from Australia who've been on our show, um, talking about comedy and life in quarantine, bringing them from their living rooms and storage centers and uh, even uh, goat farms into my living room because this is where I've been for seven weeks. And then we bring them into yours. So that's pretty cool. All right, let's uh, get this show on the road. Mary Jane Baker is in the house as well. Um, thank you, Crystal's Punny, of all the comments that have gone up so far. Uh, uh, mention here about my uh, my hoodie. Um, here's the thing. Zombies did not get my Atari hoodie. Um, I have been on the lookout for zombies. I believe I've seen many of them dressed and disguised as old women or children. Um, but I cannot prove it, and I don't want to be just decapitating human beings. So I need a little more evidence uh, to do that. Oh, and Mary Jane Baker burned her hand while making supper. Uh, that's why, folks, that's why I don't make supper. That's why I haven't eaten in two months. Number one, it saves the toilet paper. That's the same roll of toilet paper, the only toilet paper we own. If you don't eat and you don't drink, you don't need to go to the bathroom. Saves money, saves time. Save toilet paper, and you don't burn your hands making meals. So I am fading away into nothingness, but my yoga and you keep me alive. Those two things, yoga and you, you keep me alive. Yoga a little bit more because it keeps me flexible. You keep me alive because I can't talk to yoga, but I can talk to you. So there you go. So don't leave the room, please. This literally is my piece of sanity right here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Alyssa Milano's there. Hulk Hogan's up there. Batman's up there. Yoda's there. We got a whole bunch of people around the house. Cabbage Patch doll up there. Anyways, uh, let's start the show off. LeBrandon uh, Marie is in the room. Uh, we are going to invite him in, and uh, we are going to get this show rocking. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome our guest today. Oh, wait, before we do that, LeBrandon, you know what, LeBrandon, here, let me bring you in for the unveiling. Let's do this. Let's uh, let's find out where you are. Here we go. I'm good. How are you, man? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? How about now? I can hear you. See? Can you hear me? Yeah. Could could anybody hear me that whole time? Yeah. 
You heard me the whole time talking? Somebody, I did, but somebody said, some, Matt, the Magi said they could. Yeah, I heard that. Well, the, the, Magi, the Magi can hear anything. So what had happened was my headphones, my headphones were on Bluetooth, and I had just come in the house, and, um, oh, my goodness, you guys couldn't hear anything I was saying. So my Bluetooth headphones were still connected. I had no idea that nobody could hear me through my phone because um, everybody is talking through text. And now there's you. Man, it was such a great – I had such a great opening, too. That's uh, I heard the opening. You heard it all? Yeah, it was just when I, you clicked me on, it's like the sound went out for a second. Okay. All right. So, yeah, because it was a good opening, man. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, I appreciate that. Welcome. And nice sweater, by the way. Thank you. We're going to get into the sweater in a second. Well, I'm already in the sweater. Um, okay, so here's the thing, though. Thank you, the ma the Magi. The Magi, this is why the Magi went to see Jesus, right? That's why they were the ones chosen, because the Magi can, they, they can hear and know and sense all. And so I'm so glad that I have been one of the chosen ones, that the Magi traveled um, yes. for however long through the Internet space. And they said, out of all the things we could do today, we are going to start our journey. They probably started it 52 episodes ago, making their way towards this one so they could see you and I here on Calling Comedians of Quarantine. So um, acknowledge the Maggi. LeBrandon, if you would, that would be nice. Maggi, appreciate you being here. Thank Cheers. you so much. Cheers. I've got, I've got Coke Zero, so. Uh, okay. It's not, uh, not the same. But, hey. Um, not orange juice, but well, normally, uh, normally I do this before, um, but I decided I'd just bring you in because you're already here before we start talking. But we're going to do the grand unveiling. Um, technology has let us down, as we saw at the beginning of the show already. But the toilet paper has never failed us. That is episode fifty-one, and here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Dun, da, da, da. Boom! 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 Episode fifty-two. Now that's it. Oh, I did it again. You're doing good. No, look, look, look. This, oh, this. yeah. Okay. No, see. Okay. It wasn't. I wrote over. I wrote over the little dots. That's what happens. Yeah. See, the toilet paper has let me down. And if you can see, this is a really wonky too. I've been trying <laughs> to learn how to write my numbers backwards, and this one here, I cheated. I started to do the two like this. Yep. And then I went, oh, no, do I have to waste the square of toilet paper? And I'm like, no, creative yes. people find a way. And then I did it like that. All right. That's it. So, there we go. Here's episode 52 here on Calling Comedians into Quarantine. Um, listen, LeBrandon, are you a basketball fan? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, who do you follow? Who's your, who's your team? I follow wherever LeBron James goes to. Fair enough. Good. Uh, excellent player. Um, we're going to talk about some comedy here in a second, but uh, since we're just on this, cause I'm going to highlight my hat and the sweater. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, LeBron and MJ um, have uh, are now in this battle in the cult pop culture about who is the greatest of all time. Oh, and man. now there's that amazing, like, like I am captivated by this... Uh, um, MJ documentary, The Last Dance. Oh, yeah, um, man. And I, I actually do my elliptical workouts while watching, because if that if those episodes don't motivate you to keep pushing, 
right. nothing is. And so I actually watch them while on the elliptical and I do, I do way longer um, than, than I usually do. And I am convinced now, I am a LeBron fan. Uh, he has done amazing things. I was leaning LeBron and Ivy, I was even alive during both. Yeah. But this, this documentary yes. has reminded me of an, a killer instinct that I, I wish I had and I want to try to develop because, man, I know he made some people not his friends, but he won six championships. And there's some stuff I want to win, you know? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, man. See, I played college basketball and had a chance to go overseas and play when I was in, in my junior year. And so I, I started following LeBron when all that was going on. And I, I, was, I, was, uh, I was born in 81, so, you know, I watched Mike as a young child. Right. But seeing this right here, man, it's, it's kind of like what you said. It's hard for me to – I guess, you know, MJ probably is the GOAT, but – I like LeBron a lot more because he's not as big as a jerk as Michael Jordan was. So, but you know, that's what Mike had to do to push his guys to win championships. You know, that's, that's the one thing. Um, like I, I'm not saying I shouldn't be who I am or whatever, but I think, I think I've been too nice. I think, I think my career might be farther along if I um, had a little bit more drive and a little bit more, like I, I don't know. Like the guy won six championships, and that's oh. because he, he, you know, he rubs some people the wrong way, but pushed them. And I don't know. I, I watch that thing now, and I, I'm going to say he's the goat right now because I've been telling people for years. Um, like same with in, in the comedy debate. Um, I can still talk about Bill Cosby and talk about his comedy, and I don't. I can separate right. the, the art and the skill set and the um, the work of a athlete, an artist, a performer, or may be, they are not supposed to be role models. They're not supposed to be models of, of our personal lives. Right. And a guy like Bill Cosby is still, um, you know, in the upper level, Mount Rushmore, if you want, of, of, of comedic geniuses, regardless of what he didn't like. And I think that's where I now um, stand by putting MJ back in that spot of watching this thing of going, you know what? I'll, I'll eliminate some of the thing of going, was he a little bit of, you know, of a, of a, you know, a pain? Uh, was he, was he a bully maybe times, but man, what he accomplished and the way he, the way he drove himself, uh, admirable and he accomplished yeah. a ton. Well, see Mike, that, and that's the thing. Jordan is going to be the guy that's, that we're all going to look to, you know, it's Jordan, Kobe, LeBron. It's those three guys and that, and all of them, LeBron, LeBron has a different personality than Michael and Kobe. Michael and Kobe were a lot alike. Kobe even says, Kobe is MJ. He says everything I have and everything that I became was following the template. And they've all won championships. Yeah. You know, I, I want to see one day the Bill Belichick story. <laughs> it's going to be the most boring story ever. And we're going to be sitting there and you ain't going to understand about half of what he says. It's going to be like him and Ed Ordron keep talking back and forth. And it's going to be like, and you're not going to understand a thing they got to say, but you're going to be like, man, it was a good documentary. But there's the thing, Bill Belichick, there's a lot of people that, that don't like him. Like they think, you know, he's, he's just, he's all business, but the yep. guy has won like a ton in his field. And this is the thing with, with, with comedy, with any entertainment business, with any business in general, it is hard to have everything. And so 
I think, and, and I'm not going to say it's right or wrong, but in my journey in comedy, I have sacrificed some of my comedic growth mm -hmm. for other things, family, um, and maybe even just being able to chill and relax. I like to be able to chill and relax. Very um, you know, so, um, but there's sacrifices all the time. And, and there are certain things that, that I want to accomplish now and, and watching the, the last dance and watching some of this and saying, you know what, I, and we're never going to make everyone like us all the time anyways, even in comedy, right? Not everybody oh. is going to find you funny. And I think that's an important thing to let go of as human beings and as artists to say, look, not everybody has to like me. No, I, you know, I need, there are certain things I want to do and accomplish and my fans are going to like me and those that don't like me, I don't need those people. I just need a group of people that really enjoy what I do. Right now we have eight people watching. Um, two of these people, three of them may end up leaving going, I don't understand what's happening here. I don't get it. There will be others that are going to hang out and there are people who have been here for 52 episodes yep. and for whatever reason, they enjoy the madness that's going on and those people I love and appreciate, and if you don't enjoy what I do, I'm not going to change. You know, how do you go, how do you go about it? I'm getting too old to change now. You know what I really love about you, Tim, What's is that, that I, in the background I've seen Hulk Hogan, and you know most comedians are not going to put a Hulk Hogan poster up, and I love it. That you, I mean, come on, brother. You know, we do Black. a top five show every Tuesday night, so actually at eight o'clock we do a, a talk show called the Top Five. Okay. And last week, Austin was off because he's not a wrestling fan, and one of my buddies came on and did it with me. And we ranked our top five wrestlers, and mine, number one, was the Hulkster. As so, yes. His, 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 I think, was Ric Flair. And I said, come on, man. If you're, not a, if you're a Hulk Hogan guy, you're not a Ric Flair guy. If you're a Ric Flair guy, you're not a Hulk Hogan guy. So There are certain things that are, are clear divides, right? You, you cannot be a Batman fan and a Superman fan. You cannot right. be a Hulk Hogan fan and a Flair fan. There are certain things that, that will divide and will always divide. You cannot be a Letterman fan and a Leno fan. It is just there are lines drawn in the sand. You cannot be a Bob Smiley fan and a Tim Hawkins fan at the same time. You cannot do that. <laughs> no, no, that's true. Um, Maggi says, we are going to eat. Do we mind? No, you're the Maggi. Like, you're the Maggi. The Maggi can literally do anything. No, as long as you don't leave the show. Don't leave the show, though. Don't, don't leave. leave. The show. Somebody said, go Ric Flair. Yeah. Well, Thank you. Mary Jane. Oh, yes, Mary Jane Baker. She knows what she's talking about. Crystal, yeah. honey, we're, we're going to have an argument down the road. Anyways, LeBrandon, <laughs> here's the thing. People watch this show, and I tell them, I don't know where these shows are going. I got no plan, no goals. Yes. Um, but I do want to talk to you about, about comedy in general. And I just want to, just before we do that, let me just point out, the reason why I'm wearing this hat um, is because tonight is the anniversary of Kawhi Leonard knocking down a shot that bounced four times on the rim to knock out the Philadelphia 76ers and redeem something that Vince Carter had missed out 18 years earlier against the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah. He missed the shot. And that shot by Kawhi Leonard was one of the most dramatic, powerful shots. I'm going to post a picture on my Instagram. And that took us ultimately to the championship. That's what this is here for. This sweater is, is the first time I've been wearing not my Atari sweater um, because, uh, well, there's a story to that, but I won't tell it tonight. But anyways, this sweater has, I've had this sweater since um, 2002, maybe, three. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, are you, are you like me? Do you, do you keep, like, like, 
like this this is still a functional sweater so oh, yeah no i needed to wear it tonight again long story why that other sweater isn't on me but i still have this is that is that the way you go about your wardrobe oh man look i've been a basketball coach for 19 years i've got i've got hoodies from where i coached at 18 years ago so yeah i'm keeping them that's right man if there's if there's some i literally have i have i could function off of probably um i was talking to somebody about this recently probably like 10 pieces of clothing you know like uh, a pair of jeans i only have one pair of jeans um which are gathering dust right now i i've actually forgot what a pair what a pair of pants look like with with like a zipper on it i don't know what that <laughs> looks like i've got a pair of jeans a pair of jogging pants um so we're not counting socks and stuff like that so like like yeah this, right so a pair of jeans pair of jogging pants a hoodie um and then I, I right now I, I think I have five sh shirts, but I would like to have seven plain T-shirts. Gotcha. That'd be seven, eight, nine, ten, and so that's like that. And then you put on uh, a jacket, a pair of shoes, maybe a pair of dress shoes. Yeah. Um, hat, and if we want to include sunglasses, like I could have literally, I could have under twenty items of clothing and function just fine for years yeah right well, yeah i mean we're men that's what we do anyways exactly i've got the shirts in here and i don't i, I wear the about eight of them my now, wife's like that's a pretty shirt i'm like yeah you bought that for me a couple years ago thanks honey now on stage i was very deliberate though of building towards a stage persona and and outfit where i i, I wear a suit um, when I'm on stage, I, I don't wear shoes. I just wear my, my wool socks. It's all part of branding and persona and presentation. When you perform, do you have a very specific look that you go for? Yeah. So, you know, with me, me and Austin are a sketch comedy duo. So we do sketch and improv. Um, so I'm normally in jeans and a polo shirt. And he's okay. normally he's normally dressed nice, nicer because he's like, He's 30, man. He's, he's, he's got his hair in the right place. I mean, he has hairspray. He brings it. I don't need hairspray, okay? Oh, you, could, well, you, could use it, you could use it like just to kind of fluff it up or something. I don't know, man. I mean, I, I could go like good. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just to get that, just get like that little, like that wave up at the front. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. I could be on that commercial. Yeah, yeah. Brush, uh, brush it forward a little bit. Just brush it right here. And then just kind of give it like a, a, an up ramp. Yeah, see, yeah, yeah, that's hot, man. Yeah. <laughs> Going back with my Austin lead hat here. But anyways, see, merchandise. Mm, see, but, uh, that's what we're talking about, branding. Yeah, branding, bro. It's all, but yeah, he, he's got the nice shoes and the and the tight, the tight pants, you know, khaki pants and the nice shirt. But uh, that's the way we do it because I'm, I'm, I'm the grandpa. I'm the papa. I actually have two grandkids. And so okay. uh, I'm the papa of the bunch, and he's the younger generation man so um was that always the case like so when i first started doing comedy which was 2007 um i went out and i was wearing a button down uh, all my shirts were button down fitted dress shirts khaki pants uh dress shoes and then i moved into dress pants white shirt no tie no nothing and a fedora the fedora didn't feel right then i took the fedora off went to jacket full suit stuff but with still no tie then i asked yep. tie and then i got rid of my shoes and so it's been this transition 
of building into this character. So have you, from the time you started performing, um, have you always gone for that same similar look or has it transitioned and adapted and evolved as your career has gone on? Man, so really it's been the same thing. I mean, cause we, me and him has been performing together since, oh, 2007. And okay. we've, we've just been doing some things locally here in Tennessee, you know, nothing. We just really decided to put our show on the road a year and a half ago. Okay. And we had, we had over a hundred, 120 something shows in a year and a half. And really we was booked up until September, October of this year. And, you know, now with, uh, now with the virus going on, we, uh, we, we ain't doing nothing. So no, probably not for another three years. Um, <laughs> I don't mean to burst your bubble, but, uh, I, well, I, I think about 400 days. So I don't know. Is that about three years? I have no idea. Depends. I don't know. You do. Well, 400 days, if you include that into comedy, comedy days, cause we only usually work like Friday, Saturdays, unless we do tours. So yeah. you know, that could, that could be a lot of years. It's com If we do it in comedy years, you know, days, that's, that's a lot of years. Well, see, um, here we're opening up. Um, some oh, yeah. Things. Yeah. And so some of our church, some of the local churches around here have already started calling us. Yeah. Um, your, I'm like, your country hey. though, your country though is, is about to, uh, um, get a, a, a rude awakening. We are, we are watching your country very closely as we do, uh, yeah. mostly for entertainment purposes. And, um, everybody up here is pretty convinced that, uh, all of you are opening up way too soon and things yeah. are about to, uh, like, do you have the murder, the murder hornets down there? Or is that just us? I think that's just you guys, but I think they okay. said they were in Washington or something like that. No, we don't have murder hornets yet. Yeah. This world see, is getting crazy, man. We, uh, we literally, um, we can take it all. That's the whole thing, right? Like you guys don't eat, you guys haven't even got a handle on COVID. You know, the, the world and the universe, God, you know, kind of looked and said, well, look, Canada handled COVID. So let's throw murder hornets. Like, like that, like we've just proved, we've proven our metal, right? Like people are always like, oh, the Canadians, you know, they're not very strong. It's like, no, you know, the powers that be said, oh, look, they not only did they defeat COVID pretty much, like we're taking it a little bit slow. We've got to go but now yeah. like, let's let's throw murder hornets at them, and we're all just sitting back, going, "Whatever, what else you got, universe?" Yeah. So y'all y'all defeated COVID already? Oh yeah, we're still quarantined, but that's because it's it's what we like. We enjoy just being in our homes. Gotcha. Yeah, us Americans, man, we are we are uh, especially us folks down south, man. It's we're getting out. But the cases really hadn't they, they hadn't really went up here in Tennessee that much. See, the the reason the numbers are going up so high around here is because they went around and tested all the prisoners and incarcerations, and right. a lot of them they've got like five or six hundred every day that's just in the prison, and they're all asymptomatic. And I'm like, you're making us look terrible, but I don't know. It's just weird, man. Well, up here in, 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 in Ontario. In Ontario, where we are, um, the uh, I, I know I know the numbers have gone up a bit, but at one point we had 950 deaths, and 700 of them were in uh, uh, long-term care facilities. Yeah, that's which, so right, which throws off which throws off the general population numbers all over the place. I'm not saying that one person is worth another person, and, and like it doesn't right. matter what the numbers is, but it's true. And like um, C.J. Rossetti has uh, rightly pointed out that we've defeated COVID, hornets, and zombies. The zombies are still around. I don't know what they're like down in Tennessee. Do you have the zombie, the zombie problem? 
No. What problem of zombies are there? I hadn't seen any. Yeah. Well, we, we went through, once we went through the COVID, the initial COVID thing, then of course the zombie apocalypse hit and um, they're very tough to find. They're, they're very smart, savvy. They've actually attacked this show a few times because I've been so adamant about, about going after them. Uh, they've been doing cyber attacks, zombie cyber attacks on this show. In fact, oh. that might have been some of our tech problems at the beginning. They're very, very smart. They're playing brain games. Not trying to eat our brains, just playing with them now. Like very, They're not your mother's zombies, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, you don't want to mess with them. No, no, not at all. So um, uh, before we, I wanted to ask you another comedy question, but you are down in Tennessee. Now, do you have murder ticks? Because don't you get ticks up in like the mountains, the Pozoc Mountains or Porzoc Mountains? What mountains yeah. do you have there? So we're, we're near the Smoky Mountains. The Poconos. Do you have the Poconos? I'm in, no, I'm down south. I'm, I'm Tennessee. I'm near the Smoky Mountains. Okay. Do they have ticks? Oh, yeah, we got ticks. Yeah, you, yeah, you, guys, you guys should upgrade. You guys should get the murder ticks. That, those oh, we've already ticks. had them. We've had them for years. Oh, see, that's cool. We, we want to have the murder ticks next. That's what we're kind of aiming for. Like, bring oh, it. yeah, man. Canada is basically up here. Drop, we dropped our gloves like in hockey. Like a long time ago, I said, look, like, just do it. Bring it. Whatever you got. And we've, we've tossed our gloves and we're just standing there. And nobody wants a piece of us. <laughs> I don't understand. Nobody, nobody does. Take, if we nobody fight does. you guys, we, are you worried about us fighting you? Uh, Canadians? Yeah. No. You should be. I know. I mean, I've seen, I've seen a lot of Canadians. and I, I, Now, I'm scared. But I'd say some of the people here in Tennessee, they, they don't, they ain't scared. Yeah, they, they, sh they should be. You, you, do, you do realize that we burned your White House to the ground years ago, right? Did you really? Yeah, look it up. It's, a, it's an actual historical fact. Canada burned down your White House. In fact, that's why it's white. They had to repaint it. They've repainted it white. Check it up. It's a true story. Mary Jane said Canadians don't bite. Uh, the zombie ones do. <laughs> zombie ones do. Yeah. Gotcha. You got to avoid those. But yeah, no, true story. Look it up after this show. Uh, oh, Canada burned down your White House. And here's my theory right now, LeBrandon, is that um, uh, if, if Canada wanted to, if we wanted to, and we don't because we're a, we're a peace-loving country, like unless you would say. Yeah. But, um, if we wanted to attack you, we literally could en masse cross the border and within three steps take down any one of like like any number of major cities like it's not hard we can walk down like you got major cities all across the border right including yeah. new york itself now if you guys though try to come up here i'm telling you what you come up on a group if you miss one of our major cities by say a a, a mile a kilometer you are going straight up to the arctic like there's so much gaps <laughs> between our major cities like do not miss one of our cities or you are and then we just come up behind you you're stuck in the snow like they did when they trapped the germans in russia and we just boom take is that out. what y'all about did to joey because on some of joey's pictures he looked like he was about frostbit yeah yeah we tried to bring joey up here in january so he can really get a canadian experience oh he did <laughs> uh, so number uh, tell me about uh, the name LeBrandon. It's a very interesting name. Like, what is it a French name? What's the background for LeBrandon? It's just a uh, gangster, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. No, my parents at the time, they said there was... Uh, there was two oh. Brandons at the time, oh. and then my aunt. Can you hear me? 
No, you you cut out. You have to start that story again. Sorry about that. I, they said there was okay. two Brandons at the time, and they wanted to add something to it. So my aunt just said, "Just put Le on it. Name him Love Brandon." So there you go. That's why it's Austin and Leb because LeBrandon is too much to put on the merchandise. Do um do do you introduce yourself to people and say hi? I'm LeBrandon, and they go, "Hey, Brandon." Yes, all the time. I had I had to meet a lot of parents, uh, you know, back in high school when I would go to maybe take their daughter out on a nice date. I would oh, actually. How many parents meet. did you meet? Uh, several, but. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Shoot, uh, friend. Yeah, like one probably. Anyways, uh, but they would say, "Oh, who's this LeBrandon character?" Mm. And. I, I would have to meet them, and then they'd go, oh, you look a lot different than what we expected. <laughs> I was like, yes. And then the funny thing about it is, is I actually played basketball, college basketball. I was the first white guy to play at my college. So I really fit in. Yeah, I really fit in with my college, man. I um, I don't think I've been the first white guy to do anything up here. So <laughs> you, you have that on me. Yeah, I, I would say that you, you've got that covered up there. There's a... I yes. do. Well, I'm, I'm probably the first white guy to do a, um, I, I might be the first person to do a uh, live uh, Instagram show um, talking to comedians while not wearing pants. That's probably. That is true. That is true. And whoever this crystal person is, very much a great person. Yeah, but she did. She put her vote on Ric Flair. Don't forget that. Oh, did she really? But yeah. she went back to the great one, so I didn't know that she was referring to me as the rock because i are cooking no the the great one is wayne gretzky oh is that what y'all call the great one up there in canada uh yeah that's what the world calls him everybody should call him that <laughs> um i i watched um uh just to go back to what you just said there i recently uh, every once in a while i'll watch uh, a wrestling video um I was watching some Hulk Hogan classics along the way one, one night, late at night, and I came across the, uh, the Rock versus Hulk Hogan um, at WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you what, I watched that match, and if you know the story behind it, what I love, here, here's the thing, this is what I love about, about comedy. See, I'm not one of the people who believes, like, who bought into the, the, the lie of wrestling. I understand it's fake. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I understand oh. that. But I appreciate the fact that the falls, the hits, um, the fact that like, like that is not fake. There is nothing fake about the, the athletic ability or nothing fake about the um, creative entertainment. Like The Rock was an entertainer. Um, oh, yeah. To the, to the max, right? Now, but that match between him and Hulk Hogan, they wanted to go a certain... Can you hear me or are you the one that's uh, spinning on the wheel of death right now? Were you on the winner wheel of death? Can you hear me? You can't hear me? You have to X out. All right, I just removed LeBrandon. Um, I have, uh, I have no, hey, Iomi's in the house. Um, so uh, LeBrandon, try to get back in. Um, we just had a technical issue. Obviously, we've just been cyber attacked by the Canadian zombies. I apologize for that. It's been my 
um, my uh, my persistent attack on the zombies. Um, it certainly has put our show at risk as they come after us. Um, so LeBrandon is back to come in. Thank you, Joy. I'm always okay. I appreciate that. Joy, Joy says I'm okay, and she is indeed correct. LeBrandon, here we go. Were you just joking, or were, or you couldn't hear me? I couldn't hear you. Okay, Mary Jane Baker. The zombies attacked us. Uh, it's the zombies, man. The What's, zombies. What in the world? I know, I know. I I feel bad, like because I I've been I've been I'm putting everybody at risk. I'm putting the show at risk by my my adamant attack on on the zombies. Um, but uh, uh, hey, Iomi's family called them a zombie the other day. Well, maybe you are a zombie. Maybe. Might be. Um, so, uh, anyways, what I wanted to say, though, was that uh, what I love about wrestling and why it applies to you and I and why I think entertainers should watch it is that these guys go into this ring um, and in front of a live crowd, it's, like, it's, it's theater. They, 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 have, they have to play up everything. You could bust your arm, and they have, and they continue to stay in character um, they continue to go through the plan and oh, yeah. get dragged off in the back room. But these people stay in character, they stay on script, and then they have to adapt. The Rock and Hulk Hogan had a plan. Um, right away, the crowd, it was one, one of the craziest crowd experiences, if you don't get a chance to watch that, because everybody was cheering for the Hulkster. Uh, he was supposed to be the bad guy. The Rock was supposed to be the new guy coming in, blah, 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 right? But everybody wanted the Hulk to win. Yeah. And so the Hulkster and the Rock, in that moment, the Hulkster looked down and said, listen, we got to change this thing up. And uh, on the fly, they changed the whole thing up because they were amazing. And so I have a lot of respect for the Rock. He would be in my top three wrestlers all time. And the two of them put together a match on the fly. And as comedians, we do that constantly. We go on stage and you have to stay in the character, in the, in the moment, you cannot, you, you, if you drop a line, you do it. Now you do improv. I mean, that's even, you know, like it's amazing. So I, I don't, I think wrestling is an amazing, amazing uh, entertainment level. And I think people should keep an eye on those people and realize that that is amazing stuff. Don't look at it and go, oh, they're trying, it's fake. No, no, it's, that's amazing entertainment. Right. I'll tell you this. The thing about improv is a lot of times what people don't understand is it, you really have to get to know the crowd. So we actually like to say hey to the crowd as they're coming in because that way I can fill a personality out. Because right. I've been coaching for years and I, I can fill a personality out. Hey, how are you doing? So, you know, I like to talk to people as I come in. I'm not a comedian. We're comedians who like that. And I'm more, I'm more outgoing. So I'm going to be out there talking to every last person that walks in. Because a lot of times mm. I pick them out, and you know he's really good at on the spot things. But I guess I'm the more expressive comedian. He, man, he he he's Johnny on the spot. He can he can come up with things right off the brain. And so I guess that's the whole thing, man, is knowing your people. That knowing your crowd, right. and just get up there and say, okay, I'll take you, 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 and you, man. You you really have to know who you're calling on. Um, yeah, and so. We've called on some people like we have some in our in our show sometimes. Man, we've yep. called on one dude who he could not read. He was like, tuh, tuh. And I was like, that says the. I'll read it for you. Go right ahead. I was like, oh, man. Uh, 
I've made, but I've made here's the my top five wrestlers. We did this last week. Here's my top five wrestlers. Are you ready? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. My number, my number five was uh, HBK, Shawn Michaels. Okay. Yep. My number four was Chris Jericho. Okay. Entertainer, great. My number three was Stone Cold. My number two was Hogan. Okay, I would go. Um, I would go Hogan, uh, Stone Cold, The Rock, and then I probably go. Um, I probably put Shawn Michaels in there on four. And then, man, five to me is kind of all over the map. I was a huge Ultimate Warrior fan. Um, and uh, I know I can see CJ's put in uh, Dusty, Shane, and Bobby Rhodes. I mean, th those are but I But my generation, like Macho Man, Ultimate Warrior, oh, yeah. Killer Bees, um, Brutus Beefcake. I mean, there's a lot of guys that could fill number five. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you. What, oh, yeah. Uh, um, what I loved about uh, the Heartbreak Kid is that I have watched his videos over and over and over again, trying to see where he slaps his leg to make the kick, the sweet chin yep. music, because they, they do all these tricks. And that's why these people need to be watched and appreciated, because in a live audience, that thing's moving super fast, the guy lifts his foot up, connects the person right where it needs to connect so he actually doesn't knock them out cold slaps his leg at just the right time and i like try to pause these videos and i cannot see the slap of the leg it is outstanding oh he's a yeah it's a there's actually a new show on um sling tv i've been watching it's called dark side of the ring it's crazy because i just watched the von erics the other night and oof. You must really love orange juice. I see you drinking orange juice in about well, every Well, I don't know if you've noticed the cringe, though. I do love orange juice, but this is the same glass of orange juice over 52 episodes. I just top it up a little bit because I sip it, and it's got a little fermented. It's a little tart, and it's just not uh, It's not the same, but it was a, it was a bad choice. I, my, my goal going into the show was – well, not my goal for the show, but I wanted to wear my Atari hoodie, drink my orange juice, and wear no pants. And um, so – this orange juice, it hasn't even been changed. You can even see, like, there's a ring around the glass. Hey, Austin just joined the show, actually. He just he just logged on. Oh, that's your that's your partner. Hey, um, listen, uh, that's the bell, because we're going to have to wrap this yeah. thing up. Uh, and it's not because uh, Austin came in, but we try to keep the show relatively short, because we know everybody's busy here and can quarantine. Um, but yep. I, I do I do want to just ask you uh, one thing about, about improv. Um, and actually, number one, just do this really quickly. Um, did you ever do stand-up, or have you always been improv? We had never done stand-up. As far our show is a little bit of stand-up where we go back, back and forth. It's, it's sketch and improv. We we are not just stand-up, stand-up. Man, we put on a show. Um, okay. And so, you know, we even finished it off with a dance number. Nice. Well, I, I, I've done interpretive dance in my shows as well. My shows start as stand-up, and then they go down some weird, weird rabbit holes, I'll tell you that. But I uh, appreciate it. Um, Austin says, this feels like a personal slight to me. Austin, you just got in the show now. This show has been an entire slight, slight of you from the beginning. It has been a nasty, nasty ride. You'll have to watch it on my live. 
Um, let me just add, let me just finish with this then, uh, LeBrandon. Um, I, uh, up until a few years ago, despised improv because um, I had seen so much bad improv. Mm. Um, everyone's like, oh, I'm just going to go up on stage and make, and make something up. Ah, ha, ha. And it's like, you, ain't no, lying. You, can't, you, you, you don't have that skill. You don't have that ability. Um, but then I came across the Fidgets, um, which is an Ont a Canadian Ontario group. And they, they were super impressive. Um, who, who inspired you in improv? Um, and uh, I haven't even seen your improv, but, you know, I like you. Uh, your improv might, might be good. So I'm, I'm looking forward to checking it out. Uh, we might even want to get you up here to Canada here on the circuit tour. We've, we've talked about that as well. But um, why, why did you get into improv? Who inspired you in that? And then we're going to get ready to shut down tonight. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Calling Comedians Inc. Quarantine. Please take a moment to like, share, subscribe, and ring the little bell so you and your friends don't miss any of the laughs. Episodes will be uploaded here at Timmy's Shorts daily until I run out. And be sure to check out the description below for links to connect with myself or my guests on social media, support us by buying merchandise, and also download the podcast version of this show. Until next time, remember, your brain... It's for thinking, not for eating. So just say no to zombies. My name's Timmy Boyle.